Hey everyone, Rob Brindad here. Uh, this is episode number three of uh, the Masterless Podcast. Thanks for uh, listening. I really appreciate it. Appreciate your comments and feedback as well. Thank you so much. Today we're going to be talking about hamster wheels, the the hamster wheels concept. I'm super excited uh, to be talking about this one uh, because it's something I've been thinking about uh, now for a few years, and it's um, right now it's it's getting my clients incredible results but more selfishly it's giving me it's given me the most incredible results i never thought were possible for myself so changing myself and uh changing me uh which is the reason why i got into all of this work in the first place over 25 years ago um was to try and resolve all my own problems, all my pain, all, all the um, negative self-talk, insecurities, um, the suffering, the struggle, the trying to get better but never feeling enough, not good enough, you know, all of that stuff that was going on that was making me unhappy and never satisfied. Um, that was my fuel to try and find the solutions for myself and in doing so because I was already in this area um, of work like working with elite athletes um, I, I came away from working on the physical side and, and moved more uh, as I talk about in my book uh, Decentralized Mind that rabbit hole into how our emotions affect us trying to understand the mind and the more I've looked at that the more I've realized that pretty much everything starts in the mind the mind is the most important thing for um enjoying our lives and being healthy and vibrant uh, so the um i wanted to talk about how hamster wheels uh how i why why i came up with the hamster wheels or why i found them um really it was because for for you know maybe for 15 years now, what I do is whenever I can't find a solution or I can't get results with someone, or I have a client that comes back again with the same thing, it it sits in my mind and spins around, a bit like hamster wheel. <laughs> it, it's in the back of my mind always, why, why couldn't I get results? And so I, I keep those in a, in a folder and I'm constantly looking for patterns of behavior in others that could help me find a solution for them. So I had a handful of these clients that I always kept there. And I was like, why, why can't I get like things to stick, especially with things like addictions or, um, you know, why do certain people get cancer? You know, why, why do some people get neurological disorders? Is there, is there a, an actual pattern to that? Is there, uh, a pattern that you can find the answer to, you know, and then, or, or is it just all by coincidence? Is it just coincidence? But the more I've looked, the more I've seen that there's certain patterns to people's behaviors that end up that they get an illness uh, or that they self-sabotage in, in addictions or self-sabotage in high performance in competition. So I had this bunch of people that I kept in my head though I always went back to one because I have a tendency to be very per perfectionist and never think I'm good enough so I'm always looking remembering the ones that I was not good enough 
to do right that that's um the kind of negative side of it and there's always a positive and negative so the positive was it's driven me to be a bit of a perfectionist which uh you know has made me really strive to find the answers on the negative side that was you know i was beating myself up and even even when i was working with elite athletes i would never think i was good enough and then i would see other people who were uh, extremely average um bordering on uh you know bordering on like not very good at all but had so much confidence and they it just couldn't under how that they could you know over over perceive themselves but that that's okay um so I had this um, drive, as I said, to find out. And over the years, I've honed in on particular things, keeping my eyes open, and the the patterns have formed and formed. And what happened a few years ago was I, I started to get into Krishnamurti. I started to, you know, look why is it these particular things so all, all of these clients came together and so if i think about it now i'm kind of thinking about it for the first time it was really i came to a point where i was like yeah this seems there's a behavior there's these there there are these uh auto automated sys software programs they're running people and they they can't change them but, but i can see them and I can starting to see them in myself. And then I saw this book on a shelf and I've had this happen like two times in my life where I see a book and I go, I get drawn to it. And it was Krishnamurti freedom from the mind. Um, and I picked it up and I was like, ah, yeah, this is it. And I, and I, and I read his work and listened to one of, uh, I think he was freedom from the mind even on audio i listened to it again and again so i reread the book or listened to it like 10 times and i immediately started going very deep into um, observing my own behavior so krishnamurti the main thing is that you can only find freedom yourself you can't follow anyone else's plan uh, you have to be your own authority and um, in observing yourself and understanding that frees you that dissolves the behaviors that are conditioned in our minds. So we have these, we have our mind, our self, there's just all of humanity's conditioning into it. So his fundamental idea is that if you want to change the world, then you change yourself because we have everything within us. And that's the only way you can't change anyone else. And the only way to change yourself is through observation, non-doing, uh, Wu Wei, the Taoists call that Wu Wei. And the you know there are we're inundated with videos and self help books on discipline and you've got to do this and you say these words to yourself to manifest and you've got to increase your vibrant vibrant energy and to attract like a magnet law of attraction all this stuff and what we want to be looking at is first principles I'm I'm kind of always try to stick to first principles and everything in a particular area should all come down to being the same thing like let's say the spiritual stuff or the self-help gurus and stuff there should be first principles to that to change so if someone's saying oh you've got to imagine that your energy levels are really high to gain what i came to understand that yeah that, that's kind of you're hooking people on their behavior because they want to gain 
So I, I started to really watch my behavior and start to see patterns in my behavior before I go into other what are other people doing. Don't want to get distracted by that. So I was I was observing myself all the time and starting to see patterns and um, getting to know. It, it, at first, it was difficult. It's one of the hardest things in the world. As as Christian Mosty says, the highest form of intelligence is being able to observe your behavior without commenting on it. And so I remember I was in one session. I was listening to a client, and when I um, I, I'm I think one of my key skills is listening. I can I, I you have to be able to listen like really closely to what they're saying and what what they're saying behind that and what they're not wanting to say and there is just huge field there so I'm, I'm listening to this one particular client and I pulled up my whiteboard which is over on my left right now and I was listening to the words and I just started plotting them on the whiteboard on one side and the other because they'd say yeah I want to gain this I want to get more clients or I want to get more money more freedom I want to get more intimacy like I was putting down words on that side and then on the other side it was the opposite like yeah I don't want to lose uh, I feel lost I'm feeling disappointed because uh, I, I didn't get that or I haven't got enough of that so I'm putting them on the board and then I went well why don't I just draw a circle in between them because it's kind of the opposite so it, it, it reminded me of like the yin yang symbol so it turned out that on the right is the yang, so the gaining and the doing, the, the masculine, and on the left is the feminine. I was like, oh, super interesting. So I'm talking away, and then the the clients are, you know, are working with a lot of clients. So I'm starting to plot more and more clients on this circle. And then I, they're telling me, they're saying, yeah, I want to gain, but then I get to a point and then I lose like a like a cycle i was like oh that's super interesting in fact that's just like a hamster wheel and so i, I drew a hamster i remember the first client i said i drew a hamster it was a shit hamster <laughs> it, looked, it looked like a turd but i was i like to mess around in my sessions have a bit of fun right and and so now i just draw a figure because i'm not good at hamsters but i say you know this is you you're trying to get up there but then you just spin over or you roll back because you're exhausted. And the, the client went, oh, my God, yeah, that's me. And so I started to work with clients on this hamster wheel concept and, and just kept saying hamster wheel, hamster wheel. And I remember there was a German client I worked with and he said, oh, Rob, the, those arrows are pointing in the wrong direction. The, the hamster wheels immediately goes back in the opposite direction. And so I uh, what I was doing was I was drawing the the arrow. So if you imagine a hamster wheel in front of you and that you're running on it, you're trying to go forward, but the hamster wheel goes the other way. I was drawing the arrow for what the client wanted to go. So then I started to use a color for the other direction. And yeah, it it started to develop like that. And what I started to realize was that when I had certain clients, they seemed to be jammed up on one side or the other. So it de depends. So you you listening now, you're going to be on one side or the other, 100%. The, this model works for everyone that I work with. And I've worked with loads of people 
and I've talked with lots of people and, I, and I've given talks about it. And everyone's like, oh my God, that's me. So it's it works. It, it's truthful. And then the, the, it becomes a little bit more complex. Um, my work, uh, a lot of my work is done with feeling strong or weak in someone. So um, we have, there's a code uh, of ones and zeros or strong and weak that underpin everything. And and this goes, I found this in my work at Chelsea when I was doing my my weight shift with an athlete. I won't go into that story. You can read in my book. And what I've come to understand that you're either strong or weak to something. And if you're weak to something, that means that you're you're not strong to it and you can't move forward in that. Or let's say you have a, uh, let's say I, I can look at your organs. I can see which ones are weak. And so when they're weak, they're not functioning properly and they need, they need to be switched back on. So it's, it's just the body is an electrical system. And then the, 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 our emotions weaken that energy flow. So that's fundamentally it. Now, the interesting thing about hamster wheels is um, one, uh, you're either strong or weak. Let's say there's a gain or loss hamster wheel. And so gain is on the right of the hamster wheel, loss is on the left. I'll be working with someone, let's say they're, they're weak to loss. That means they hate loss. And so they do everything to go up to the gain side. So they usually workaholics, they gain huge fortunes or do very, very, very successful in, in athletics or whichever endeavor they're, they're gainers, but they don't like to, they don't like loss. Now at some point as they're going to, well, throughout their life, they're going to keep flipping over to the loss because you're not neutral. So the more you energize the right, the more you're going to get the loss. And so what I see is with clients, you know, maybe 40 plus, maybe 50 plus, the, the very successful gainers, they have huge bouts of depression, loss, or they attract a situation where they lose um, control or unable, they lose uh, they, they become helpless, unable, which is loss. And so they, they'll they get um, cancer, which is a huge loss experience. They can't lose the cells from the body, can't clear stuff out. Um, so they they get cancer, they get neurological problems where they can't control, they have a loss of control of their body. The more through experience working with very, very strong-minded clients. They're really, that would class themselves as mentally tough, mentally unbreakable. They're the ones that are going to get neurological problems. And uh, I've seen it, you know, um, or they get a stroke, they'll get, um, you know, heart attack and, and then they'll be disabled or they'll get neurological problems. And you can see that with some elite athletes who are known for being masters of their minds, they've mastered their minds, they'll get neurological problems. I'm not going to say, you know, very well known because it's not nice talking about people's problems. And I'm not, I'm definitely not saying it's their fault. I'm saying it's because of a lack of understanding of the, you cannot control the mind. You, it's a lack of understanding of how the mind works. Okay. And unfortunately, that's one way that you're going to balance out the hamster wheel is you attract a neurological disorder to help you to uh, understand the loss aspect of life. Yeah. So 
<clears throat> or you'll just lose your fortune, lose money, your gain and loss. So that's being weak to the loss. On the gain side, if you're weak to gain, you're going to sabotage. So you're not com comfortable with gain. So you'll spend all your time trying to gain, but then you'll stop once you get a certain amount and then you'll lose it or you'll go back to feeling not good enough and then you come back on and gain or, you know, you'll, you'll, it can be very, very unusual. Like let's say gaining control, you'll gain control by not doing. So let's say doing and not doing, which is a hamster wheel. You'll spend all your time trying to do without doing. So to gain control, let me just, it's difficult to explain without the board, but this is a podcast. I'm going to put the video up, but I don't want it to be drawing and it's a podcast, so you can't see it. So people gain control. They they do that by not doing. So they go, oh, I'm just not going to do anything. So this um, this guy really likes me, but he's a real weirdo and I don't want to bother him. So I just won't do anything, which is doing. It's doing by not doing. So people on the right who jammed up around gain or doing, let's say, what they do is they have um, they accelerate and the brake on at the same time. So they so they actually feel safe in not doing, in loss or being unable. But they always want to try and gain and be in control and have more money and more freedom. But they're safe with not doing that, and that can be seen in the. In if you have a, a behavior of you you start something and then you don't finish it or you don't actually do it, you you say oh, I'm going to get new clients, I'm going to do this course and become this, and you just don't do it. That's you are weak on the right hand side energetically. If you um, hate loss and you spend all your time working or gaining, trying to gain control over others, whatever, that means that um, loss is dangerous fundamentally. So I started to get my clients to observe their behavior. Now, I saw that some people found this very difficult, although because we're so caught in our minds that we find it difficult to observe our own behavior it is the hardest thing. So I became aware that some people were saying, you know, this is, um, th this is really, um, I'm finding it really difficult. And just by chance, there's no such thing as coincidence. I saw a video by Gabor Mate, just a quick one, uh, because literally I was asking myself, okay, there's something I'm missing here with the observation. And, and Krishnamurti comes across as being quite um, a little bit harsh um, and, and a bit disconnected. Uh, he, he was mentally incredible, but a bit disconnected. I'm just going to put the air on because I'm starting to boil. When I when I get going with my brain, I, I heat up. So <clears throat> uh, then I saw this Gabo Mate. Now Gabo Mate is an 80-year-old uh, class is one of the best in addiction world um, psychotherapist therapist. And uh, I, I have a lot of time for him. I've read a lot of his books. He's uh, He gets results. He works with people. It's not just about educating. He actually has done the work. I, um, For me, it's always been important that I 
always work with people. I'm always on the front line working because if you're just teaching, but you're not doing, um, and I don't mean teaching in a school. I mean, if you're talking about spirituality and stuff, but you're not actually getting results with people, um, you're more on the education side. I, I think you, you should be working with people. It's just my, uh, that's just my opinion. And so he's, um, he, you know, he teaches people his method or he tries to, cause he's, he's quite intuitive. He's very, very good. And he said something that caught my attention. He said, one trauma, everything's trauma-based. And I started to see that. I was trying to look for where are these programs coming from. And immediately when he said trauma at birth, and then I started looking into how quickly that can happen. Um, looking at, they did, used to do experiments with babies that you wouldn't be able to do now, but they, they got a mother to uh, look at her baby in the eyes, little baby. And the baby's completely connected with her eyes. And then she just looks away. And within one minute, the baby is really um, traumatized, really struggling, and then falls into a shutdown. It, because physiologically, the baby needs a connection with the mother or kind of it's like death. And I saw that and I was like, boom, the, the light switch came on. He also said that um, there's a you know, this, this disconnect that happens at birth also creates um, this constant drive to get our unmet needs or to get our needs met, the unmet, unmet needs met. Um, and that, he said that, and I was like, ah, and I just, the week before I had a call with Jeff Booth, um, who's the author of A Price, The Price of Tomorrow. A uh, fantastic book worth reading, um, entrepreneur, Bitcoiner. And he said something that caught my attention as well. He said, unmet needs. Uh, you're talking about unmet needs. And so I needed that one. And then Gabon Mate's at the same time, bang, and it clicked for me. So those two ideas came together and fitted into my model. So I had previously, before I heard that, drawn a little circle down to the left of the hamster wheel for some reason i just drawn it i was like and i said to the person i said i don't know why i'm drawing this little circle but there's something there and then i carried on with the with the with the call and then gabon mate and jeff booth's comments made me go oh okay that little circle's the trauma that's the birth that's where the initial um disconnect happens and that explains the aberrant program that's then created before the age of four that we run. So there's the hamster wheel. That's the birth of the hamster wheel. And the other point that got, that made me go, yes, this is the other part I was missing was Gabon Mate talks about compassionate understanding. So that if you understand that the hamster wheel and the program that controls you or that runs or your behavior is actually your younger self the little baby's you or your little you little rob and you can you compassionately understand that at that time that program was essential for survival and there was you know the, the the little baby was really scared and created that program so compassionately understanding that changes the program changes and starts to dissolve so i went from a more um intellectual observation or or yeah, kind of logical observation of your behavior, just watching it and then seeing the patterns 
to then having a bit more compassion in the understanding. And that helped a lot of my clients then see their behavior and then they could either just watch their behavior, but for, or, or pick up little you, you, you know, pick up little, the little Rob and, and just soothe it and say, it's okay. So then I, if you imagine like a, a penny harthing, harthing, you know, this big front wheel and little wheel, that's the, the model. We, we are born, there are other things that can come in, but the main thing is we're born disconnected parents. I haven't met anyone that isn't, hasn't been. And then that creates the programs that run us now. So we, I, I, you know, I work with extremely high level, smart people who get completely caught in these hamster wheels. And then they, they, you know, they get even more wrapped into them. It's why philosophers kill themselves is because they're trying to understand things, but there's no, there's no answers. There's the truth comes from observation. There's no solution inside that centralized self mind hamster wheel. It's a trap. It's a prison. And the more you use your mind, the more you reinforce the prison. So if you imagine that hamster wheel and you go, if you look at it and you go up to 10 o'clock at night, uh, you know, on a, on a 24 hour clock, um, 12 o'clock, if you go to the 10 p.m. point there, I usually do draw a, a pressure cooker um, symbol that looks like a, um, a penis. I, I can't draw it any other way. I keep doing it. And it's, a, you know, that joke, um, some people find that funny, but I, I don't know. I can't seem to draw a pressure cooker top any other way. Anyway, um, sometimes that's <clears throat> my joke works. Sometimes it doesn't. So there's this pressure cooker top there. And what, what I explain to people is when you start to, you're going up towards the right-hand side and you're hopeful or, or you're on a high um, because you're achieving or you're gaining, but then you start to lose. It doesn't, it, it's not sufficient. Remember the hamster wheel is you're trying to get your needs met of love, belonging, connection up on the top right of the board but you can't, you spin around. There's no exit. The hamster keeps running, right? So then you go over to the top and you go to the 10 PM point. And that's where you're going to have your uh, free. You're going to search for freedom, your addictions. So you're going to look for pleasure or distraction. Um, I did a video once where I was looking at that uh, Tate and not Andrew Tate, Tate something. I think his name was, um, He's the ex-Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu champion, and he's in all the movies uh, as the kind of big bearded dude. Um, and and he's talking about addiction. He used to be addicted to heroin and crack and everything. And he called it chasing freedom. And he said, you know, people would shoot up just for one second of freedom. And it's freedom from what? Well, it's freedom from the hamster wheel. So it explains all the behaviors explain at some point you're going to go and drink or you have very high achievers who smoke a lot of weed. Why? Well, because it, it gets them out of the hamster wheel because they're not free. They're completely controlled by their behavior of achievement. They're, they're compulsive achievers. So you, you know, you get these influencers who say, Oh, you've just got to be disciplined and control and, you know, you just got to run a thousand miles or do a hundred 
press ups and then you'll be free and all this shit. No, it doesn't. It's not truthful. It's not truthful. There's no, there's no freedom inside the mind. So this, this addiction or, uh, you know, I had one client who said, Oh my God, mine is uh, science fiction movies. And then another guy's like listed every single vice you could imagine up there. So we all have that. If you observe your behavior, you're going to be, did it, you'll go through the, the cycle of, yeah, I'm hopeful, did it? And then you start to want to eat food or eat too much food or pleasurable food, start eating chocolate or drink. And then afterwards, you feel the loss. So let's say gain, you come around, you feel the loss even more, and disappointment. Disappointment is a big driver of these hamster wheels. So when it comes to emotions with the hamster wheels, if you, the 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 emotions you feel when you're thinking about the um, a particular subject like you you you're not getting enough clients or you 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 can't seem to change your behavior or you you have social anxiety whatever it is or you're you're fearful or you're worried about this and that those fears those worries the the anger that you experience the disappointment you know, there's a hamster wheel called support and letdown. And, you you know, some people spend all their time trying to support others to be valuable, to gain love, connection, belonging. But there's, an, again, you can't get that. So they're just trying to be valuable to others by people pleasing, supporting everyone, but never themselves. But they just keep getting let down. I'm sure you listening, you know that. Or you never like to be a letdown. So you you're supportive of yourself and you're a gainer on the right. So on the right, if you're weak to support, you usually do it all the time, but you never feel supported and you get let down. If you're strong to support, then you hate to be a letdown, but you always do. Or you, you know, you you get let down by others. So um disappointment, anger, fear, you know, anxiety, frustration, all of these emotions spit out from the hamster wheel and all of those emotions are in fact your little use emotions from when you were born and that initial disconnect that that drove you to create the programs you run now the emotions you get around the programs are just ripples in the water from that initial rock dropping into it which was when you were born yeah so therefore, if you are experiencing an emotion around a particular behavior or, you know, you got triggered because you were let down or you, you feel like you let someone else down or um, you didn't get what you wanted or you experienced loss, the, the emotions you're feeling are coming from the little you. So pick up little you and say, it's okay. That's the start of dissolving these programs. And, and finally, how do you get off this? Yeah. So I've kind of explained in, in pretty good, some certain amount of detail, the, the concept of hamster wheels. Everyone's has different words and things. So remember, if you want to learn more about this, jump on a call with me. Biggest return on investment on anything you could ever do. I can say that um, hands down you the the most important thing for your life is to know yourself and this is the quickest way you can spend 25 years trying to work it out or i'm nearly at 30 years trying to work it out 
or you do one hour with me and you're going to see that you'll get more out of that one hour. It's just, you know, I'm probably going to put together a one year program where you speak to me once a month and that one year you're going to change beyond you, anything you could ever imagine. So I, I'm super bullish on this. It's just such a simple uh, and truthful thing. It just cuts through the bullshit, like hot knife through butter. Three ways to get off this. I'm going to tell you them now. You can go away and try and work this out yourself also because you are your own authority. This is, I, I want to give this out. I'm writing a book on this at the moment. So you could do this yourself. Um, is one, you can get drunk or get stoned or become spiritual and uh, grow, a, you know, have a, a man bun and wear a wolf t-shirt or you, you know, you, you, do porn or you cheat on your you know you cheat you get addicted to porn or what you know like the woman did she just binge watched uh science fiction movies that is one way to chase freedom but you always come back and it gets less and less the time you could coffee is also one I, i've given it up like a couple of months ago because it was my freedom i, I would crave it because when I drank it, it was like pleasure. It was dopamine. But I realized that and I was truthful with myself. And I, it, it was false. It was, it was giving me a full sense of energy. It wasn't truthful. So the moment I realized that, I gave it up. I'm not telling you to do that, by the way, because some people might be extremely alarmed. <laughs> they do like their coffee. Um, so you, you can use the pressure cooker to try and relieve the pressure of the hamster wheel. But there's no exit. You can kill yourself. Uh, suicide is one of the re is the reason why people they, they're looking for freedom from the mind from the hamster wheel and unfortunately i've i've known you know as most people have people who um, commit suicide and um yeah it's just very sad but that is you, you we need to say that because that is the truth that is why people do that and then the third way and only way to change and free yourself is not through discipline and um you know self-talk and, and this stuff no it's observing the hamster wheels when you observe the hamster wheels you start to understand them and in understanding them you shine light into the darkness because they're they're programs that run automatically in you they control you when you start to see them and see them actioning then new pathways are created in your brain. And by observing and compassionately understanding or observing and say, ah, oh, there's that hamster wheel or picking up little Rob or, you know, picking your little self up and saying, it's okay. That changes and dissolves the program that's been running your whole life. And, and I've got clients who, who are 80 who are doing this. I have got clients who are 20. Um, so it, it's the same, it happens quickly. And then you start to see there are more hamster wheels, different types of hamster wheels, and they start to dissolve. What is the, then you, then you're free. Now, what is the freedom look like? What, what are we talking about? Um, it's diff, It's like a new window opens. It's like, let's say you, um, I was weak to doing so non-doing was safe for me. And I started to see this behavior that was imprisoning me. 
but I didn't want to do anything because I felt unsafe or I was safer just to stay and do nothing and stick to my life that I knew, but it was making me feel like I was not living. And I started to watch this behavior. I didn't try and do anything more. I didn't, cause I've done that my whole life and it never worked. And I just observed and then it dissolved and I got this, this shift in me. And then I just started to do things. But it wasn't like I suddenly became compulsive in doing. I just did them when I needed to, and then I didn't when I didn't need to. So it was a real subtle shift, but it was there's no more anxiety around doing or not doing. Um, one in particular that I did recently was, I think it was like three weeks ago, I jumped on a call with my assistant, uh, Floche, and we were, um, I did a session on her around um uh, i wanted to have more new clients i wanted to do more connect outwards more connect with my clients connect with more people so i've been working on this for a number of years now and now i'm writing a book because i'm going to do that i'm comfortable with doing that um before i wouldn't i've spent a lot of my life and my career just not doing just uh, coasting along and whatever happens happens so now i'm much more um, thinking and, and planning but I spend most of the time with my kids I have a wonderful life I'm not um, working all the time uh, I really have a the most wonderful life and it comes from observing so just coming back to the call with Forte we worked on her um, around connecting with people it was around value being valuable or other people's value um, and the hamster wheel was seen and she changed instantly. And we, um, within a couple of days, I got loads, new, loads of new clients and now she's completely changed and we're con connecting lots more people coming in, lots more packages being bought and stuff. So the, you know, it, it the, in terms of the value of that on the business, it's, you can see it immediately it's like a green candle boom like suddenly something's changed in the business so in terms of these hamster wheels changing things when it comes to business it's all to do with it's an internal game marketing for your business internal game yes you there is marketing to be done externally but it's your hamster wheels create your reality if you're in a in your relationship and you're not feeling happy or fulfilled it's inside of you it's not to do with the other person if it's um your health it's internal everything in your life is a projection of your hamster wheels you change the hamster wheels your life outside of you completely changes remember the hamster wheels you're glitched up on one side of the other or the other you it literally works like a magnet this is the real law of attraction you get these people say just focus on gaining no, you're going to attract the opposite as well. It's much more subtle than that. These work like magnets. You always attract the same people, the same life events based on your hamster wheels. And it's dangerous because the more you try and gain because you don't want to lose, you're going to lose. The more you run away from loss, you're, you're still going to you get what you run away from. Um, if you're sabotage, if you're weak to the gain, 
you're going to keep sabotaging yourself and never feel you'll never gain love connection and belonging freedom everything you're trying to gain you don't want unconsciously people who are weak to gain want to lose because that is safe so you're either jammed up on the right on the left you you listening whoever you are you're either jammed up on the left or the right you you just plot it out and you'll see so know that these act like magnets there's nothing you can do and if you're extremely logical you're gonna immediately go yeah but how do i gain control of this but that's stepping into the centralized system as jeff booth says you can't change system from within the system that created it so you have to that's why i wrote decentralizing the mind although i don't think it's a good uh, no one gets that so i won't be really using that anymore but it, it's that idea of decentralizing and creating a new system by observing without doing it seems like you're not doing everything you are doing everything Everyone who I work with on this changes. It's extraordinary. Um, if you have an illness, um, something's going wrong with your body, it's coming from this. Or it's something to do with this. Yes, there might be things going on. You might be, there might be something else coming from outside of you, like from your spirit that needs to be resolved, but that can be done quite quickly. The main thing is the hamster wheel. Uh, all the, most of the cancer patients I work with, they're, we, they're strong to gaining and they don't like loss or being unable or helpless. They're like the type A, you know, personalities and they hate to feel unable. Guess what? Life goes, oh yeah, you hate that? There you go. It's just cause and effect. So this is extremely important if you want to change, if you want, if you're going struggling, this is where you need to go. In fact, everyone needs to do this. I do it for myself and I do it for my wife. I do it for my children because I've already conditioned them. My daughter's seven, my, uh, my three-year-old Bo, yeah, she's three. And I know my conditioning's already gone into them just when, when they were born through they, they observing, they observe me and they take on everything that I do. However, now I can change it. Now I can, uh, I've been doing this for, for three years now. Uh, this hamster wheel work and it's absolutely incredible and it happens very quickly i have uh, a client the other day who said to me we we did a session on her and her child and after that session their relationship he, she's just watched him flourish she said flourish in front of my eyes he comes over to me he's so he's so much more connected and loving and happy and she says i can't thank you enough just in one session so business changes health changes uh, anxiety change you know sleep changes so um and i'm not telling you this to um come and work with me i'm telling you this this is the truth this they're these hamster wheels they control you you, you see them they'll dissolve that's it so go what I would love you to do, and you do whatever you want. It's, it's a free world, and it's all about freedom, right? You're your own authority. But there's this truth that there's software that runs from your operating system that you aren't aware of. You need to see it to dissolve it. Otherwise, you will never be free. And trying to be free by getting away or fighting limitation and enslavement is not freedom. The opposite of enslavement is not freedom. Freedom is only comes from when there's no more 
conditioning and software running in our minds. And that needs to be what I just said there. That's quite deep. You have to observe that. All right. So I hope you found that interesting. I said, I really find it interesting. I hope you do. Uh, these hamster wheels are, um, it's just so, uh, so cool. And uh, I find it fascinating. You'll start to see everyone's hamster wheel. If you want to see a documentary about hamster wheel, watch David Beckham's documentary on Netflix. He shows clear hamster wheel of gain and loss. Um, nothing, nothing was ever good enough for his father. And therefore, nothing's ever good enough for him. And he he um, he has a, a OCD that helps to free him from his mind. That's another way. Um, again, when I say about like someone who's well known and you want to see that, it's no way in judgmental. We all have this. I I have everything inside of me that I see out there. This ugly greed. Um, all the ugliness of humanity is within me and I take full responsibility. So when I say, go look at David Beckham, I'm not mocking him at all. I, you know, he comes across as a wonderful human being and we're all wonderful human beings just with a lot of trauma. You want to see another one? It's Sylvester's Sly, the documentary on Netflix. He also talks about his, he kind of is almost describing the hamster wheel. Um, and so I love spending my time watching documentaries and looking for behaviors um, but I'm just a freak. <laughs> and I, I don't know why I, I love, uh, I find it so fascinating, but obviously that's why I'm on the planet. It was to to free myself fundamentally and, um, you know, to help other people up up the ladder of life um, and, and help children, which is uh, my main focus these days. All right. Thanks so much. If you'd like, uh, leave a comment. Um, under the podcast, I do see them. I, I can't reply back to them. So apologies for that. I do have, uh, if you want to connect with me, I'm on uh, www.school.com forward slash masterless meditation. It's it's uh, a site where I post things that I'm doing. Uh, there's uh, I do webinars twice a week. Um, you, you If you want to sign up for the webinars, it's a monthly fee. It's not too much, but you can con connect with me there and speak to me. Um, I'm also on Twitter at Rob Brindead. Um, I'm, I'm on Nostra as well, if you look for Rob Brindead as well, and uh, also Instagram. So I'm going to keep you up to date with the book. I'm having a, a call with my editor this afternoon um, before I start that big challenge, but I'm I'm feeling comfortable about doing the book um, as I've been observing it, and now I'm able to do that. So thanks so much for your time um big hugs and connect with you somewhere on the web cheers